0: One of the things that I loved in your in your documentary series was when you talked about. Uh, There's a lot of things I love, but I loved it when you talked about the paywall, and when you show the scene from Pink Floyd's "The Wall" of the wall coming down, mm-hmm. and you made the comparison between the the the, the idea of the paywall con- connected to the wall between us and Mexico.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you liked that. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, I was always completely opposed to doing a paywall at all. And I understood the necessity of it sure, not, that if we want yeah. to, continue to be able to do this, there's certain things we got to, you know, um, and, but I guess connecting that to what happened with red ice. And that was really insightful because, you know, that idea that, in order to have financial gain come of something, you had to align with or at least not say anything against mm-hmm. certain certain movements that were occurring, and those those movements like kind of snuck up on us, and like I mean at the time when there was that opportunity to to go on to Red ice with you and Bill uh, to, et cetera, to, to, to discuss our, you know, what we were doing, you know, I had some event happening with Amy in San Francisco and I was so upset that I couldn't be a part of that at the time. I was like, fuck. Right. It's yeah. It's like, I really want to be a part of this, you know? And I had had a, a same experience with red ice where I was like, this is a really cool platform. And it was amazing. The timing of that was impeccable. That was like right after that, all of a sudden they're they've changed their, they're, they're no longer just a platform for people. They're they have their own uh, uh, overt agenda and uh, stating the obvious here, but you know uh, the the symbolism involved in that was really kind of interesting and it hadn't occurred to me at the time, the wall thing. I will tell you that the first time that I ever heard of Trump wanting to build a wall, my immediate reaction was, well, that wall is just as much for us as it is for them. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, and so look, what, look we- right now.
0: Open air prison. And I think part of that is, is that, you know, I, I pay a lot of attention to Israel and Gaza, you know, and not just God, but Pal- Palestine. And uh, I'm just opposed to walls. You know, I mean, I had a per- piece of the Berlin Wall, you know, when I was younger. You, know? so you want to talk <laughs> was coronavirus like, well, shit, conspiracy? That really bad, bad idea to, to to build more walls. Like, isn't that the opposite of what we're trying to do? And now it's fascinating because it's like America's not Americans aren't allowed to go to all these places around.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, and it's like, well, see, and it's just, it's just. But that's to me. That was my first immediate reaction was like, oh, well, shit. Well, that was for us
1: dude think about this. So, again, you want to talk about coronavirus as a conspiracy or like or this or this weird like double think, you know, fucking Orwellian flips is literally. It was like this idea that Donald Trump was a racist for wanting to like he was doing this travel ban and all this sort of stuff. And everyone's like, wow, he's trying to like. Fucking ban Muslims or trying to ban people from this country and that country, and then coronavirus starts, and everyone's like, he has to close the border. He has, and it's literally right. the left, the Democrats are like cheering him up, like like I said, like he has to do it. Thank right. God. Oh, thank God, Donald Trump did something, and at least he closed the border and stopped these fights and shut it down. And it's like, wait a second, wait a second, are you t- like, what the fuck world is this, where? You are saying, "Well, at least that's one good thing he did," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, oh right. fuck!" Like that was that was what it took for you to be cool with it. And now again, and my point was: now all these other countries are opening back up, and we are stuck here. And mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, oh, okay, we are fucking stuck here." Right. Which again, that, that 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 to me, I just want to say that means two things: a, and I and I, you know, that means. I'm terrified of like, well, we're fucking, okay, great. We're stuck in the slaughterhouse with, you know, while the maniacs are fucking trigger happy. Um, but as I said earlier, that also means that like, when we talk about who knows quote unquote, what's going on, all the people who said they knew this was what was happening when the, the, the lockdown started Uh, I feel like 70% of those people have to step down off their pedestals they are disqualified in my opinion from ever fucking saying anything again if you did a fucking your podcast and you made your fucking videos and you said oh my god this is it this is it the Illuminati's coming and they're controlling the world and you're gonna be fucking microchipped and you're gonna be this and this is blah 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 well guess what that didn't happen. And I'm not saying that uh, it would be very clear, it's not saying there wasn't massive control, and there wasn't all these sorts of things. But again, my point being, all these other countries are seemingly doing okay,
0: right
1: <laughs> And it's only so again, and unless you want to revise your conspiracy, that was this all about controlling America? Well, again, that, uh, that's a very American-centric. And, and and you consider how narcissistic the average American conspiracy theorist is. They think it's all about us anyway.
0: So right, like, right, right. it's like, all about this, obviously this whole thing was just about uh, America. Right. I mean, right. That's, that's what my parents were saying when this first started. You know, I had a conversation with my parents the day that the stock market crashed. And I said, Mom, the stock. I, I said it to both my parents in two different conversations on the same day. I said, the stock market just crashed. And they said, no, it didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, no, if it falls more than two points in a in a short time. Yeah, no, that's a crash. We just had a stock market crash, and it was like, and then it's like, oh, you wait a few days, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I guess the market did crash. You know, and it's like, I mean, they had to shut it down. They <clears throat> right, but it's just it's interesting to me how like I'm I don't know how to say this without sounding arrogant. <laughs> Where I'm like, something will happen, and then I'm like, okay, you see what's happening here, and then it's like, I, how long do I have to wait? Okay, now I'll hold back, give you a little bit mm-hmm. of time to process, and then revisit this. And it's like, that, having to do that a, a, happens so often, man, where I'm just like, do, am, I, am I? can I make the point now, or do I have to wait until you're ready for it, you know?
1: Well, that was the frustrating thing about making this series, is I realized and again i don't know how how successful i've been i'm proud of what i made but i don't know how successful it was for what i really wanted to do but basically i ran into the situation where every time i tried to talk about you know some of these specific political ideas i was met with this immediate rejection and as if i was the divisive one or something right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was like okay I can't just say the thing I want to say. I literally have to start all the way back here, right? And we'll go, we'll go really far away from this thing I want to talk about. Totally. And hey, what if I'm, what if I'm over here, guys? Is this fine? Yeah, okay. We'll come. We can talk nine eleven. Is it inside job? Right. We're well, cool. Okay, cool. We can talk about that. Oh, and movies are weird. Movies predict shit. That's cool, right? And then, like, can I incrementally get closer? And now. How, what fucking whoops do I have to jump through just to say to you, psst, psst, you've been brainwashed with Nazi propaganda. <laughs> Wait, can I say that now? Is it? Right. It took me a fucking year of work to fucking get to that point. To the, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta start say at the very that.
0: beginning. It's a very good place to start. <laughs> yeah, totally. Ready, Don, Chonk. Uh <laughs> So, uh, OK, I want to I want to address a, a little something here. I don't I'm, I'm you, you. You probably haven't seen all of. Sorry, Cassandra, I realize it's really long. Mm-hmm. Right. I, have, I haven't seen the whole thing now. Right. OK. So I want to express this to you because I know that you, you were you you tied in the everything predicts 9-11 to to relay a point that you were making in there. And I loved it. And I have no problem with it. But just so you know what my intention was, and there's certain things that at the time when I when I shared the video, I didn't want to say, all right, because I wanted to have somebody having the experience of watching it to see what it was for themselves that I was getting at, to kind of like, but my point with that video, what my aspiration was, was to show what is the underlying principle dynamic behind 9-11. And is that consolidated to September 11th, 2001? I do not believe that it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything.
0: And, so, and so as I go through the thing, especially in the second half of it, that's really what I was trying to like to emphasize was that here's repeated examples of these dynamics reoccurring in all of these places. And it's like, oh, if something happens on 9-11, but where I was coming from was Tisha B'Av. As, because that's how it's traditionally related to. Is it's not just a, it's not just the one temple, and it's not even just the 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 other temples. It's it's the 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 repeated phenomenon of what is 9/11, the ninth day of the eleventh month, but it's the it's what that symbolism is ties into every time that one of these tragedies befalls people. And so, my understanding is is that 9/11 2001 is basically Tisha B'Av for the world. And although it happens in 9-11, because it's a trade center, it affects everybody. And so that was, so Rome, Rome that was the joke of everything predicts 9-11. It's not that everything predicts 9-11-2001, but that sure. this thing is just its own kind of beast that keeps replicating itself in all these different ways throughout time. And... uh that's that's and so even as soon as I hear I heard the words and the of what COVID nineteen is I'm like oh it's the it's the principle behind nine re- eleven reoccurring where you have a, a a genuine tragedy that occurs and then all the clifotic shells enshroud and encircle the thing to manipulate the shell of it however they can
1: yeah basically feeding feeding off the massacre.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a bunch of fucking demons surrounding the thing. Yeah.
1: It's a feeding Relax. frenzy and and they're fucking shitting in it while they're eating and
0: <laughs> Right, cuz Cleepoat are the, are influencers of yeah. what would otherwise be a direct perception. And so when you watch those towers fall, there should be a direct perception of physics of what am I looking at?
1: Mm-hmm. Where did the
0: towers go? To tie Judy Wood back in, you know, yeah. it's like where the fuck are they? They turned to dust they were able to go underneath it and collect the gold. Like, what the fuck am I looking at? So on a a certain level, you're just looking at something that you you should be able to just see what it is that you're looking at. But instead, there's all this other uh, superfluous or, you know, there's every, um, you know, everything else that's on top of the thing ends up trumping the thing that that should be the direct recognition in the first place. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, so it's you're making me think of a few. I have a few jokes for you. One was instead of um, Rome falls nine times an hour, Rome falls nine hundred and eleven times an hour. That was your everything predicts nine eleven. Uh, <laughs> what was so you know, and also like the this idea of like pancake, I, the pancake theory versus like justification and all this sort of stuff. I think like. This is this is a perfect metaphor for trickle down economics of like where did where did the money go? It
0: right. doesn't
1: right. It doesn't actually trickle <laughs> down. It doesn't actually pancake down. Oh, it dustified on the way. Sorry, down uh-huh. at the bottom. There's just none left. Um, but what you really what I want to re- what I'm resonating with is this other idea that I've been thinking about a lot in the last few weeks. So I I just put one little. In this fifth episode, I just put one little frame in there where I mention Moak, and I throw in a little uh, met- Metropolis clip, right?
0: Yeah. And um, essential essential workers. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But you know what is really happening in that Metropolis scene is the machines are breaking, and the the workers are being thrown aside, and all this sort of stuff. It's it is this very much like if you watch that scene, it's such a specific sort of visual element that really mimics like I had a longer edit of that and like putting those imagery together like it's really interesting to watch the people like falling out of the building and here's this guy falling off the steam right thing, metropolis and like you, you, there's really a lot there to unpack but anyway um where I was going with this is that Alex Jones in particular right he kept doing that whole thing of like uh, Bohemian Grove, they sure. they worship Moloch the owl, which you and I have had that conversation about Moloch's name an owl and blah blah blah, sure. but all this stuff. But the other thing for me is that Alex Jones and and the the, the right wing Christian conspiracy patriot movement talks a lot about Moloch in regards to Bohemian Grove. But sure. what is Moloch actually? It is the empire it is the it's capitalism it is the thing that devours the people and what's fascinating is they're like it's signifier versus signified they're complaining they're like hey these guys worship and quote-unquote owl named moloch as if like well that's enough reason to hate them they're clearly satanic pedophile demon lovers right but at the same time, the guys who are pointing to th- this out are the actual worshipers of Moloch. Every time Alex Jones does a break from his like by the way, buy my fucking snake oil, you know yeah. and get my you know yeah, whatever, man that's worship both God and Mammon, yeah, that's fucking Moloch every time you're like, buy gold, that's fucking Moloch yeah, every yeah. time you're like, hey, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and oh, these fucking commies and all blah 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 and all this sort of shit, that's fucking Moloch. And right. this, is, this is the thing that like, I, I don't know how to <laughs> articulate. I feel comfortable articulating to you. But it's like, again, that divide, the schism, the, 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 the cognitive dissonance that they're telling you. They're saying Moloch's bad, but they are the actual worshipers of it.
0: Right, it doesn't mean that they're that the people that they're pointing their fingers at aren't doing the exact same thing. It's oh, just precise. hypocrisy. Yeah. I'm a Why Je- yes, Jesus? Yes, around yes, calling yes, yes. Everyone this is this
1: is not a this is and not a um, healthcare. Yeah, this is not a um um saying that the guys at Bohemian Grove get any fucking pass. No, please right. don't. Right,
0: no, it's just it's just that there's that phenomenon where people are like, oh, well, these people are the real racists, and it's like, no, actually Oh, yeah, totally
1: yeah, and that's racist. not where I was
0: going with that at all No. Right, but no, that, that, that idea where I people totally will say, it. if somebody else is doing something, then they're obviously the real ones who are mm-hmm. doing it, and it's like, no you both are fucking doing it in your own ways yeah. Or are you doing covert fascism or overt fascism, so you've uncovered the covert fascist, so now your, your overt fascism is no longer fascism No, it doesn't work that way
1: Precisely,
0: yeah you know, That's a great, great point, great distinction. And I'm glad you te- techniques yeah, towards yeah. the same end. Yeah, you're trying to do it sneakily, or are you doing it in everyone's face? I don't know which do you prefer. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> but uh, no, it's I, I, I just, you know, you, you know my trip, man. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I think it's a fascinating synchronicity that Eyes Wide Shut's release date is a year to the day of the infiltration of Bohemian Grove by Alex Jones. I think it's also a, an uncanny sync that that was John Ronson's project and John Ronson would go on to be the only person in the world to uh, all of have access to all of Stanley Kubrick's archives before they ended up at Elephant and Castle. I think that it's uh, 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 <laughs> fascinating that you have in film the closest conveying of a uh of an elite ritual party a year to the day between the actual closest window into an elite ritual party. It's just that's that's too too much. It's unfucking believable. Well and, what about
1: what about the fact that uh doesn't QAnon believe that uh JFK Junior is Q
0: some of them do, but they've also said that I'm I'm Q. So I have that well, in my in my YouTube inbox. Yeah. You know, well, you, you, yeah. Do you know I told
1: that, you about that? Do you see the logo for Hindsight Twenty Twenty? Can you what picture is- the logo I made for it?
0: Yeah, I've, I can visualize it in my head. What is-
1: so the last zero, it's twenty twenty. The last zero is a Q, and oh, it's, right. it's Q for like sync quick news. But it's also I was basically again I wanted to. I basically wanted QAnon people to watch this. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to sneak this Q in here for Go that ahead. reason. Um, but I just want to say, JFK Jr. died the day Eyes Wide Shut came out. Like, literally the same day.
0: July 16th, uh, 1999. Uh, I mean, uh, 1999.
1: Yeah, Yeah, July 16th, 1999. is the day he
0: dies, the day Eyes Wide right. It's Chuck also came the out. Apollo landing date.
1: Uh, Apollo
0: launch. Or maybe the fall launch date. Launch.
1: Apollo it launch. launch
0: date. It's uh, a. eleven Trini-
1: It's uh. So did that now we're just going to talk July sixteenth, and you get yeah, you get um Apollo launch, you get uh Trinity explosion first um. Right. Uh, uh detonation of an atomic bomb. Um, start of uh start of uh, Woodstock. No.
0: No Woodstock was in August, wasn't it? I think Wood, or Woodstock no. is off. September August.
1: You're right. No Woodstock happens. Does Woodstock happen in correlation with uh, Manson murders or the moon? Close,
0: on? close. Mm. And the and the lunar landing was not too far away. Uh, July August was Woodstock September. or... I forget.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So okay, that's interesting. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. I just yeah. booked it up. Uh... It was August fifteenth to eighteenth. All right. So someone just said to me that man's murders happen the same weekends. So that's clearly wrong. So what is the? Now I have to look it up. This isn't my old um, Suicide Kings thing. There's something that happens like literally. So the while the the. the lunar launch is july 16th it lands on the moon on july 20th and in that four day three or four day period something really interesting happens that i thought was woodstock but i said something else Right? No,
0: it's it's august 9th through 10th 1969 there's also oddly Wait, woodstock um, what's that you're saying woodstock no i'm saying uh the manson, manson yeah
1: manson murder is exactly oh that i could have told you yeah so but and woodstock is a week later
0: Right, a week later. point is that they're all within a similar time oh, frame. There's, for sure. al- there's also the August... Uh, there is a comic book of the origins of Robin in Batman Detective Comics that came out right at that time. And I'd have to look at it again because it's been years, but there's some really significant weird sync shit happening with, that, with a particular issue of Batman Detective Comics that came out right at that time.
1: <laughs> well, um, I, I trust you. Yeah, there was. I mean, was oh Batman. yeah, because
0: it has the Monarch Theater in there, and, and Batman's own parents' death, and why he was uh drawn to Robin was because Robin lost his own parents and did a tightrope act, and I had a I had a weird series of synchronicities looking at uh tightrope stuff because of the walk. And um, uh, Philip Petit.
1: Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah, Uh there's
0: there was. It's been a long time, but yeah, there was a whole sync thread that a a personal sync thread I had connecting uh, Robin uh, to all of that with the with especially Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman series. That because you know who played Robin was um, uh, what's his name Um, Joseph Gordon Levitt.
1: Yes. Yeah, So who he also plays Robin, and then, then Robin
0: in the comic book was a tightrope guy, and his parents were tightrope people that I think died on the tightrope. But it was it was Batman identified with him because he was an orphan, and Batman was an orphan, and so yeah, there's and there's a whole thread there with Gotham City as New York and. All this stuff,
1: yeah. Yeah, oh, I totally, I, I really can picture what you're saying, yeah.
0: <laughs> it um, was just weird because I was interested in that comic of the of the Robin origins, and then I found that it like came out the same time as the fucking as Woodstock and the Manson murder. It was the month of August in 1969. So yeah, I was like, Ooh. wow. <laughs> because you know, and this is, this is the thing. It's 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 such a Who deep
1: killed Robin's parents.
0: Oh, I can't. Remember. I don't remember but,
1: this. No, was, but... no. I was. I'm sorry. I was doing a Who Killed the Kennedys.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then even the you know Jay Kota had the thing about the Robin that he gets his red breast from pulling the thorns out of Jesus's um, crown sure. of thorns, and then what the crown of thorns represents with the odd and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it gets weird. But um.
1: Well, you <laughs> you brought up uh, Alex Jones infiltrating Bohemian Grove, so. Uh, that guy is this. Let me see if I have this right. I have a what note John, here. John Ronson. Yeah,
0: there was yeah, a he series co- Boxes.
1: Right, so, but is this what it is? So there's a series called The Secret Rulers of yeah, the World.
0: Yeah, that, that's the other documentary, and it's Bro, all precisely. about comparing the two.
1: So okay, so here's the thing, though. Secret Rulers of the World with Alex Jones comes out. April and May of 2001. Yes. Comes out, I mean, months before 9 11, right? Yeah. Now, let's see when this came out. Let's see.
0: When Alex Jones's came out as well? No,
1: no, no. no, no, Sorry. I just want to see. Uh, I have a separate movie I want to see. Came out. Where is the release date? Well imagine me. Uh, here we go. October. Oh, okay. So, Waking Life, mm-hmm. which Alex Jones is also in. Right. As well also, as Slacker,
0: but yeah.
1: Yeah. Also came out in 2001. So, it came out October 21st, 2001. So, a few months before 9 11, Alex Jones is in Ronson's Secret Rulers of the World. Mm-hmm. And then, one month after 9 11, Alex Jones is in Linklater's Waking Life. But what I find interesting is like that whole movie is about waking up. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it's this.
0: Um, right. And realizing that you're in a, in a dream.
1: And here's like, I never thought before about sheeple, like you ca- like sheep. We associate with like sleep, like counting sheep to go yeah. to sleep. Yeah, and totally. I,
0: yeah. And then I've, like, I've, th- I've thought about all this stuff, dude. Totally. So it's like, yeah, you, you get it? Wait. Yeah, I get it. And you should check this out, dude. Fucking Eyes Wide Shut is named after a novella called Dream Story.
1: Mm-hmm, yes.
0: Okay. Uh, it was followed by um, Vanilla Sky.
1: Correct, yeah. Which is
0: a man realizing that he's dreaming. Mm-hmm. And how does he wake up? By by jumping, jumping off up. the building with the two towers behind him. Mm-hmm. Now, if you listen to the uh, director... Uh, commentary along with Tom Cruise for Vanilla Sky. There's some really interesting things in there. Okay. One of them is when he addresses that the two towers were behind and they had considered digitally removing them Ah, from the scene and where he, he, the director, um, something crow, the same guy who did almost famous and he's processing around leaving them in. And he was like, basically like they were filming that in Manhattan uh, I guess, when 9-11 happened, towards the end of their filming. And so it's just, it, it's Tom Cruise's very next project from Eyes Wide Shut.
1: Mm, okay. And that's, that's interesting. So that, uh, Vanilla Sky is based off another movie. It was a Spanish-language movie. Yes, called Open Your Eyes. Yeah, right. That okay. That's where I was going. With this. Uh, right. So cause the you're eyes sleeping. wide shut.
0: It's open your eyes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and even if you watch, if you watch "Open Your Eyes," when they do the same sequence that is at the end with the two towers, there is another twin buildings behind them.
1: Oh, the first line of the movie is "Open Your Eyes." Right.
0: Yeah, and then this all connects to the ninth gate as well.
1: So he shuts his eye. Yeah, this is fucking right. crazy.
0: So you want to know what this also is. Also
1: the Dakota, right. Yeah, right.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah so, that, so Vanilla Sky was the first film following the death of John Lennon to, where uh, they were allowed to make the Dakota a focal point. So before then, they had rules mm. that weren't allowed to do that, and they made an exception for, for Vanilla Sky, which, whenever that happens, something like that, I always find interesting. I'm like, well, what's... Why do you guys get the the exception? What's going on there? Like, I mean, maybe it's just my conspiratorial mind, obviously, but um, like, why was Kubrick allowed to burn through so much film when it was that expensive? More than any other director. Why? Like, what's the... What's... You know, that's... That's why when Jay Weiner wants to make Certain, you know, inquiries into stuff with, like, where does this guy get this permission? What's the deal? Like, and so he would argue that as well. He helped fake the moon landing, or at least the footage for it. Did I tell you that I had a fucking lengthy conversation with a guy who worked at NASA throughout the space race not that long ago? No. Like in the last year? Yeah, man. I fucking talked to this dude, and I I waited a while in talking to him before I dropped Certain questions that I had, and I did my best to like qualify them, and he was super cool about it. He was just like, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, I want to ask you something, but I I want to emphasize that I am not a denier that we that we went to the moon. I need to stress that, you know, what I'm telling him. I'm like, but it, it it's really strange to me that in so much of this of the footage, especially from Apollo 11, you can see. The terrain change line, you know, where Jay Widener points that out. And I think it's a totally legit, like, the most baffling thing about 2001 A Space Odyssey in terms of the lunar landing is nothing to do, for the most part, with anything with the space. It's the dawn of man, because that's all filmed within a studio. And, like, even to this day, like, when you watch that shit in Blu-ray or whatever, it's still not that obvious unless if you're looking for that line. And so I told him that. And I said, you know i I question whether or not that 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 footage, a lot of that footage is real. And the guy goes to me and goes, oh, well, I know for a fact that uh, he's like, I can't tell you about Apollo 11, but I know you that everything that I worked on had fake shit on top of it. And I was like, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, man. He was like, we we had a, it was there was a whole press side of everything where we had to give the public something for them to look at like an advertisement. And he was like, and he was like, I know for a fact that there was fake footage that was supposed to take place on the moon that, that wasn't on the moon. He's like, I helped. I was like, for real? He's like, for real? And I said, okay.
1: Hmm. But, and, I mean, I've heard that. I've heard that sort of, the, uh, not so much theorized, but I've heard a lot of speculation around that. That it's interesting to have someone actually say that to you.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is obviously for you, two people removed. But for me, this conversation, man, super impactful. I have no reason to. This is a This guy's like in his 70s. You know, he's he's can tell you all this shit about NASA's history and everything. And he he was like, oh, no, no. He's like, that's not offensive. He was like, oh, yeah, no, they did that. And he's like, I, I don't know about Apollo 11. But he's like, it wouldn't surprise me at all because I know for a fact that they did it with other things. And so, you know, I'm joking with the guy, but I'm like, hey, you know, I was studying with a, with a rabbi and we came across the word for NASA and I looked it up in the dictionary and it said to deceive. And uh, does, is that an inside joke or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. He's <laughs> like, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you that we absolutely faked, faked footage and did all kinds of stuff like that. But he was like, we, we also went to the moon. He was like, you got to understand, there's a chain of command or I don't know if that's the words he used, but he was basically describing the pecking order that exists within NASA. And he was like, yeah, we're not a military thing, but we might as well be in certain respects, you know. So, I mean, you know, the original credits for 2001 were twice as long as what we see now. I've heard that from... Oh, from...
1: Uh, like who got pulled out, yeah.
0: Right, so the, the beginning credits were largely uh, uh, NASA and military people... And well, then that, so can
1: I, is that because, so what was that, is that referring to like the, is it like 18 minutes or something that was pulled out where there was that prologue, which was basically like exposition, like NASA exposition?
0: Well, no, there's Do you, that like, as well. Know? There's that as well. And what's interesting with that one is that if you look at the very first shot, of you're talking about the mini documentary with, uh, with Oppen, uh, not Oppenheimer, excuse me, the other guy, uh, uh, Werner Von Braun.
1: Well, there's there's the one that was made to accompany the film, like a making of, but right. in the original film, 2001 Space Odyssey, there was more, like, what well, there was essentially documentary footage that was supposed to, like, explain. You know how we have those scenes where they're like, and this is, you know, news reporters talking like, and they're going to plan for their nine-month journey to Jupiter and blah, blah, blah. There was this whole scene that's cut out of 2001 A Space Odyssey that was essentially NASA documentary
0: style. Mm. You, you, you know, not familiar with this? Yeah, no, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. But you know that, that Kubrick literally burnt extra footage.
1: Yes. So yes.
0: when he's cutting something out, he's not just mm. cutting it, he's burning it. That's my thing where I'm like, dude, who the fuck gets to do that? you just keep reshooting a scene over and over and over again, that kind of stuff in the first place is crazy. But then to burn all your extra footage, that's, that's a luxury as a director, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just want to see if I can find for you... Um...
0: Well, you know that, that, that there is a, the documentary with Werner von Braun on 2001... Pre- yes, so the, that I'm the aware very of. first shot of that documentary is on a magazine stand. Before it pans over to Werner von Braun at a desk, and on that magazine stand is uh, what is it? Is it is it Time? I think, but there's a big old fucking swastika in the middle of the screen, in the middle of the rack, and then it sh- pans over to Werner von Braun. It's like what? That is this is Kubrick. <laughs> that is not a happenstance there is no, no happenstance way. to Kubrick anything you
1: know so uh just to say this is this is what really the 2001 space out wikipedia page under post production um an earlier version of the film, which was edited before it was publicly screened, included a painting class on the lunar base that included Kubrick's daughters, additional scenes of life on the base, and Floyd buying a bush baby for his daughter from a depressed store via video phone. All right. <laughs> and then it says, a 10-minute black-and-white opening sequence featuring interviews with scientists, including Freeman Dyson, discussing mm. off-life Earth was removed after, after an early screening from MGM executives. Right. Kubrick's rationale for editing the film was to tighten the narrative. Reviews suggested the film suffered from its departure from just blah blah blah. Um, blah, blah, blah. According to his brother-in-law, Kubrick was adamant that trims were never to be seen and had negatives burned shortly before his death. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's it. Yeah. So that's so it was only ten minutes. It wasn't eighteen minutes, but ten minutes, black and white opening sequence. You wanted 18,
0: it to be eighteen minutes because of the Nixon tapes. You damn the yeah, right, I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, you know me too well. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe with the com- combining that with the credits, it did equal eighteen minutes. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man. Um. Uh, hey, just a just a quick heads up to you. I I'm gonna have to go fairly soon. My lady is making dinner, here, and she, uh, so she texts me just kind of like to be aware that it's getting close to being ready. Um, yeah, that's
0: fine. I'd like to continue this conversation a bit later and give me feedback here. But I would I would very much like to have more always record episodes on YouTube with visuals of us talking.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned that. I mean, so I have to figure out uh, a way to set this up. I am I think I figured out what the problem is um, when I bought this laptop because this is only this is less than a year old, this computer. But I think there was some initial setting that I basically turned because I have not been able to get a camera to work on this computer in the year that mm-hmm. I've owned it. And I think it was when I very first took it out of the box, opened it up, set it up. I did something and i think i know what i how to undo that now because like i literally can go into like settings and it's like nope it's as if, as if the camera doesn't exist and i've installed an external camera and it doesn't work but right. i think i remembered
0: what i did and i think i know how to change yeah because if we if we do that then it'd be cool to have us talking but then i could also edit it so that when we're talking about specific things we can visually show those to people instead of having to just have the links and say hey look at the links or whatever is
1: that like like what you were doing with andreas and stuff
0: i didn't we didn't record our our images with it uh i mean we went over it and made visual representation of stuff which is pretty cool you might want to check it out but i did yeah uh, That's that's not what I did with Andreas, isn't what I want to do with Always Record. What I want to do with us is that we're we're, every so often we have an image come up, but for the most part, you're just looking at split screen of whoever's involved in the conversation. Sure, yeah. And I know most people use Zoom for that. Um, Well, I said
1: Skype now records. So, like, this is super easy. Um, I am actually really happy
0: with the, the current Skype setup.
1: Yeah me too. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah me too. I mean, I, I, I should probably get get the record thing from them uh so I can do it myself on my end as well. But I invested in a um a, a decent uh camera that was better than my um my laptop's built-in camera and I also got a a cheap cheaper microphone but it works better than the mic on my laptop cuz with the mic on my laptop I was having an issue where I would hear my laptop running. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. So this is doing much, be- much better.
1: Um, no, I'm totally down for that. Um, I, I know, you know, in a two-hour call, it's a little. I find it. I find it much com- more comfortable talking off-camera. Just like a, it's one less thing to be like self-conscious of.
0: That's been traditionally how I felt, but I've mm. kind of I've kind of changed my view, knowing that people are people like to see people's facial expressions and reactions to things and all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. and even though I am more comfortable not doing that for the same reason that I don't like to do narration in videos part of the reason why I changed my position is actually because of your documentary series because I've been I've what uh, mostly what I've seen with people when they're doing their own narration is like it's like it's harder to meditate on what's being pointed to sometimes, at least when it comes to sync. Mm -hmm. But between your doc series and sync quick news, I think you've kind of like set a different precedent. Um, And so there's certain things that I've been more uncomfortable with, which I think I need to fucking get over. Uh, Can I just tell you, I originally,
1: my original plan for hindsight 2020 was to show my face And then I decided I was going to do like Cinquic News style. And I actually made like, you know, like like a specific background and like whatever. And I had, I was going to do that little guy, animated guy for this. (laughs) And then I ditched that. And I was just like, no, I liked the idea of having the different, like at different moments, there's different quips that kind of uh, stand in for me of like, oh, there's that guy from Jonathan Frake's. You know he's he's talking and it's almost as if he's the narrator and there's another clip where it's this person talking to the camera and it's almost like they're the narrator and I I feel I'm really glad that I did this as a not showing my face unified the 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 format that I ended up with I'm really happy with yeah just Bab- me.
0: Babs mentioned that she liked that you had a, a couple of clips of you speaking. And she felt that you were already making something so personal that that actually helped add to that. Because not everybody knows, even if you're they're watching that and they're not familiar with us, they don't necessarily know. Oh, yeah, so I'm showing
1: clips. Those are those are flashbacks, exactly. Yeah, when I'm, right. like, I'm on Corbett's show, that's when I show my face. And when I'm right. in the sync summit or whatever, I show my, yeah, exactly. It was interesting. It's almost like breaking the fourth wall in those shorter moments. That's the thing. And it's just to say, you know, yeah. you call me up before, you're like, hey, did you ever watch all six, seven hours of this thing? And I was like, no, I didn't. But, uh, you know, my intention of plugging your stuff there was literally for that purpose of being like, hey, I want, you know, from what I have watched, I've really enjoyed. And I just I just don't have that. Like, that's just something I can't. I can't do like I literally like that's not part of my lifestyle is to sit there for six hours and watch something. I don't know how I could ever do that
0: seven but, and a half hours, but yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's
1: like um but I still wanted to you know part of a big part of what I wanted to do is plug up a lot of people's shit, hey, you know. Joe's thing is great. Here's a clip of that. Oh, I really liked right. this thing that, yeah. you know, everything's a remix. Plug that. Oh, you have to watch this, you know? And it's like right. really trying throughout the thing to be like, almost like a greatest hits. Like, hey, don't forget to check this out, you know, if you like.
0: Right. Yeah, no, no, I, I liked it. I like what you said. I was just letting you know for you yeah. that if you had watched it, you'd probably be relating to what it is that I did a little bit differently. Um, oh, yeah. I think you'd get what it, what it, more of what it was that I was going for, which is actually more applicable to what you were trying to communicate throughout your doc series than you might realize. Absolutely,
1: uh, yeah. Because that was I think like me really... calling
0: it, Everything Predicts 9-11, was meant to be an ironic joke. For sure. I, it's not a film about, here, I'm going to show you everything that predicts 9-11. It's like, here, let me show you all the, like, in a, through as a psychedelic medium almost, Let's do a let's explore places where the, these same dynamics reoccur over and over and over again in particular ways, you know. And so, the way that the thing culminates, in especially in the last like three hours of it, it kind of like builds off into this other uh, communication that kind of like speaks for itself. Like, I didn't have to say that much about it because it's just like here's another example of the phenomenon here's another example here's another one and another and another and another and just keep on stacking them up so that they begin to speak for themselves which was kind of like my like so even doing always record with you guys in the first place was how do we not start out with the conclusion but just let information speak for itself and so that's what i was going for um but i called it that to be ironic you know um Whatever you get, the idea. No, I, I mean, like, that's literally the conversation I
1: was having with Will Morgan earlier today.
0: Yeah, I, I was hoping that more people would like you know, how in the original sync <laughs> book, there was that whole Winnie the Pooh trip and mm-hmm. Robin Hood, too, and whatever. Uh, because of the Winnipeg folks, I was thinking to myself, you know, that Sonic lives next door to the Winnie the Pooh tree. <clears throat> oh, really? Do you know about this? So, like, when I visited Sonic in Brighton. He pointed out to me that his neighbor has the fucking tree uh, that says Sanders on it. Mm-hmm. It still fucking says Sanders. It's a friend of the guy who wrote Winnie the Pooh. I forget his name.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: But they're like, they were close or whatever back in the day, but the tree is still there. And so I was just, all of this, there's all kinds of stuff. See you next Wednesday relating to the blustery day. And then Winnipeg being the center of communications that has Mercury on the top of the Capitol that's modeled after Solomon's Temple and all that shit, I'm just like, is the blustery day about communications because Winnipeg was this was the source of communication. So it's like when communication gets to the point where it's like lightning flash speed across the fucking planet and what that what that implies like and then the Sanders thing in connection to it with like Bernie It's like it's weird stuff, it's weird wacky stuff. <laughs> well,
1: um, blust, the blustery day. I mean, that's also. Um... That's Judy Woods uh, Hurricane Erin again. So that's that's basically. I I was thinking a lot about. Um, so I don't know if you're aware. Goro has this idea that um, December twenty first, twenty twelve date is in actuality, or like a sort of the, the 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 sort of mirror of that. The more accurate sort of whatever is august 27th 2020 which is tomorrow
0: right Uh oh right <laughs> right yeah
1: so um and whatever there's just some conversation on that and i found myself thinking about there's this hurricane that's about I mean, maybe it has made land already this big hurricane laura um it's about to hit texas and uh, louisiana um I don't know if you're, if you're aware, but there is something that's a, literally about to hit. Um, and I was thinking about uh, all these sort of 2012 resonances and like the idea of like this mirror. So based what you're saying about everything resonating 9-11, I was sort of in this mindset where it's like, oh, this what is the 2012 end date mean for me? This this maximum novelty or, or, or minimum novelty, all these sorts of things of seeing echoes of other events in this event, right? Which mm-hmm. is precisely where you're going, precisely what someone do at will, and precisely what McKenna was talking about within his Rome Falls nine times an hour type deal. Mm-hmm. So um, I was thinking, okay, on 9-11, you know there was a hurricane right off New York City. It's called Hurricane mm-hmm. Aaron. Yes, Totally. Yeah. So, uh, and it literally it shifts away. So, this is Judy Wood talks about Hurricane Erin uh, as part of her theory. But right. um, technically, it was already projected to go out to sea. Mm-hmm. But she says, you know, hey, this, this hurricane essentially makes like a 90 degree turn, right? It does this thing. Right. And that's
0: actually one of the things in her expose that I don't completely.
1: Yeah, I, but I still perfect. think Hurricane Erin is significant. So for me, with my Suicide Kings thing, Hurricane Aaron is significant because Aaron is a diminutive form of Catherine, and literally the Catherine oh, wheel,
0: the wheel, and then it's a hurricane, which is like a wheel.
1: Yeah, uh, precisely. Yeah, and for, uh, I, I never really get a chance to talk about this too much, but the um, the the female sort of. If the, the 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 suicide king is the sort of masculine representation of this archetype, but it does have an equally common, equally significant sort of feminine um version that it shows up as, and it shows up as this Catherine wheel. So to have mm-hmm. the wheel hurricane spinning Erin, which is Catherine, in tandem with this obviously the masculine phallic tower collapse is super significant to me um so that's why Aaron is sort of something i always keep in the back of my mind and it was like oh he's saying we're about to have this 2012 flashpoint end of the calendar tomorrow while this hurricane's about to make landfall and uh i if you look i don't know it's on Facebook. It's on Goro. I think it's Goro's personal page. If you look at some of the comments there. And the other thing I was thinking about was... Uh, Hurricane Katrina, which Katrina, I believe, uh, etymologically, is also associated with, to Catherine. Um, I want
0: to look at the other times that Katrina and Aaron came through because they used the same names repeatedly. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I was thinking... Uh, Katrina etymology... Um, Pretty damn sure that's also uh, Catherine. Yes, it's variant of Catherine. So yeah. also, so these are both hurricanes that are na- basically named the same thing. Okay. And with Katrina, you had uh, the famous uh, Kanye. Uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people, and right. Kanye West running for president during mm-hmm. this Black Lives Matter. This is literally in. So I think tomorrow, Donald Trump is set to accept his. Nomination at the RNC So like what are all these things converging on this day And I'm like oh this is interesting to me Anyway
0: um, That's Yeah that is crazy interesting Do you know what Kamala means No It's Sanskrit for lotus Oh really And it is a trait of Lakshmi And isn't it Fucking weird That her Make fun of name From the right is Camel, not just from the right, but people who make fun of her have been calling her Camel. She's with... running with Joe. Uh, oh, oh, oh she's shit! Fucking Joe Camel. And then, you know, oh. all my whole trip out on fucking Camel, the word Camel comes from spelling out the letter Gimmel. Dude, and you know what else? You know what else?
1: The Camel fucking logo has the subliminal... The, Officially, officially has a subliminal a of the child pissing. What is it, Donald yeah. Trump's pee tape? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. The, the guy pissing uh-huh. inside Joe
0: Camel. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Holy shit, dude! Yeah, yeah. So I, I should, I should, well, I'll I'll leave you with that. There's more that I could say about it, but I'll leave well, you with Donald, that. And we can Trump return is, to that.
1: Give me, me another minute of that. Yeah, give me one more minute of that. Keep going. I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Well, all all we have.
0: We have, we have r- right and left, which we represent as red and blue. Mm-hmm. So you have Gavorah and Chesed. And what is it that, you know, that's the strength of the kingdom relies upon this this pathway, which is Tet, that connects Chesed and Gevora. And you have what makes an intersection with that. So you have an upside down cross and an upper cross. So the upper cross is the, the high priestess crossing with Dalit of the empress, right? And so, but below that, you have the high priestess crossing with strength, and so, and the, that they call even call them moderates. You follow me? So they're like they're saying we're not really left anymore. We're not really mercy. We're but we're not full severity. So we're 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 moderate. moderates, right? So it's it's supposed. Who to be, Who's using the word moderates? They refer to them as that. They've been referred to. Joe. Oh, Joe. Okay. Joe and Kamala. Really? Yeah. Are referred to as moderates? Okay. People call them moderates. Yeah. I mean, they're neo liberals. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. So, so Trump, they're not far left. So they're not far left, but they're not quite right. They keep saying that they are radical leftists. And I'm like, Right. Well, gosh. people can
0: say that and they do say that, but they also refer to these types of yeah, Democrats as moderates. It's, it's yeah, just something cool, that cool, they're cool. called. Okay. And so I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, we have like this crescendo of this of the strength of the kingdom being challenged, and everything. You know, we don't want the the empire to crumble, right? So you have this cor- the cornerstone of the empire, which is a replication of the actual thing. So of course, we would end up with a replication of the high priestess, mm-hmm. and then that and that it would come out as something that, for me, I've been saying for years. That camel cigarettes is actually, like, that's supposed to be a hieroglyph in the center with that camel, and that you yeah, have the two pillars on the sides like, this is all about not the High Priestess, not the, the Shakina, but because the Shakina is an exile, we have this replication. So when you're looking to the life breath, which would be the olive, you're looking to, to bring in the olive, you're bringing in smoke. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Exactly, I've been fucking going crazy with this. So, like, I, you, you follow me. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, here. I'm here I'm planting a seed for you right now to meditate on
1: because so, it's fucking weird. Well, you, so, so you said moderates, and, and, and just to say when you like, I'm also thinking that my point is that they are they are literally a Republican ticket. If Joe, if Joe Biden yeah. and Kamala Harris ran as Republicans, it would like that would that would totally make sense. We're we're against Medicare. We're you know we're we're against marijuana legalization. We're pro cops. Shoot them in the leg. You know with all the fucking things they say. They are they are as Republican as you can get. I was also thinking of the uh, what Baruch talked about the uh, Kavorah having two right sides.
0: Yes. So it's, it's well no, not... Kether Kether has two right sides. Oh, is it? But everything has two right sides because Ketzer has two right sides. Ah, gotcha. Because it's all one spiral. Uh-huh. As as they emanate that they are, they reflect. Right. So for all intents and purposes, sure. Um, so the, oh, man. So basically, like, it's the same kind of conversation. Like, if we're going to talk about Trump being the archetypal fool, mm-hmm. he's not... The the pure fool that would challenge the king and bring about a new uh, order, sure. as we mm-hmm. see as, as is the anthropological tradition. He's this, uh, uh like twisted version of what was able to squeeze through the cracks of what tr- attempted to keep that from happening. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. because of that, he's not actually the thing, he's like a kophotic representation of the influences enshrouding in that thing. And so, what I look at with Joe Camel running is that we basically have the equivalent, but instead of it just being like you know the archetypal fool or whatever, just a straight right severity or the you know which is you know it's funny that we say left and right, when really it's it's a twist on what the right hemisphere would be and what the left left hemisphere would be, right? But that you you basically you we what we're wanting on a subconscious level is for this rejuvenation of the tree, which is society, which is royalty, which is all of this, which we've never gotten away from. It's still inherent in us. But because we we have this desire to see this fulfillment take place of the last becoming first and the first becoming last and the forgiving of the debt and the releasing of the slaves, we have these mock versions. And so how fucking perfect is it that the moderates would express themselves as fucking Joe Camel? <laughs>
1: Well, uh, so I just want to say, I've been thinking for the last eight months, I I can't believe we haven't had this conversation, but precisely what you're talking about, but from uh, the the perspective that I do, like the king kill golden bow type stuff, it's exactly that when you say, hey, he's not the perfect fool that we'd want for this thing. Well, when you look at, say, uh, Golden Bower, even like uh, Fisher, Fisher King, explicitly a Fisher King uh, iterations of this is where we get this idea of that the the king, the sick king uh, brings on the wasteland because the, the king's sickness is the kingdom's sickness. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And. What you would hope for is if you do this right, then you're hoping for rejuvenation, not only of the king but of the kingdom. And instead, through tw- 2020, I-, I thought in January when they did the this sort of phony impeachment and all the like ways in which Trump's behavior sort of mocked the said Festival. So mm-hmm. he he does this. And again, I don't know if that's is intentional or not. It's uh, it, it becomes really hard to say. But I, I hopefully I showed in that third episode of this series, I, I hopefully showed how Trump's actions in his impeachment mirrors the uh, uh, Obama Lion King. Right. right so have yeah. Obama is Lion King and Donald Trump is Tiger King and all this sort of stuff. And of course, he's Joe exotic as the tiger. So yeah. yeah, events, yeah. it's Joe and Joe, right? Uh-huh. Um, but so that he's, instead of he's being the Lion King, he's the Tiger King, and all these sort of like little twists on it. But then he, they cut the impeachment short, and he claims himself rejuvenated and reborn. But it, it sort of, to me, it misses the mark. And right. then what follows is this plague, and you have this, the sickness descends upon the land when you literally fuck you do a insincere ritual they did yeah. this they did an insincere ritual without being pure and then it's immediately followed by this massive sickness i can't for me that's i'm right. like <laughs>
0: that's it you just said it it's the fucking high it's the cohen it's the high priest who's supposed to go to the top of the temple and say the number and have and have everything get re you know you're doing the task but when you do it in the completely improper way, it's fucking that's chaos magic, man. And the and the cleat boat take more than they give. And when you make deals with the cleat boat, which always by necessity, this is a Kabbalistic thing, they have to mirror the dynamics of Tetragrammaton, but in reverse. Yeah. And so that's literally what we're seeing. We're looking at the shell trying to trying to get away with mimicking the natural processes, but not actually doing them doing this mock version of them and then we get the bitter judgments of that because we are connected everything's connected to the kingdom which is connected to the health of the king which is not just his physical health it's his health it's everything to do with that so like fucking joe biden looks like his fucking eyes about to pop out of his head i'm like that guy's had fucking two brain aneurysms before 1988 talk about the health of the king and the and the kingdom my god it's not—he'd uh, be the—President the, the, Trump is the oldest president that we've ever had in the history of the United States. Is 70 years old. Biden is 77. Bernie's oh, even older, yeah. but he's sharp as a tack.
1: So doesn't—okay. Um, so in—Gimel um, is camel and Tet is serpent, right? Right. So is that right? Is that what you're talking about, where the intersection of those paths? Is that— Camel and serpent. Am I correct? Yeah,
0: my actual feeling is that I don't mean I'm not going to say this as a belief because I don't do that in general. uh Rarely, but when you're looking at like the Templar cross with the double cross, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So if you, please go if ahead. You, please, yeah, go ahead. if you visualize the Tree of Life with the with the the pathways, if if you're just to look at from Malku to Kether and just map out one line, and then look at pa- pathway between Hochma and Bina and the pathway between Chesed and Gevora, you have the double cross.
1: Holy shit. So, I knew it. Do you know the whole thing of Donald Trump took this cognitive test? Yeah. Do you know what, can you picture what it was?
0: I saw, I read the list of questions. Why, what do you got?
1: I'm going to send you a picture right now.
0: Okay I see enron, okay, and we go down. what you got uh google chrome okay oh, weird, oh fucking weird,
1: huh, a lion and a camel
0: that's exactly what and I'm a, and about.
1: a and a and 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 a rhino which uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this expression but in republican circles they call a rhino is republican in name only. It's it's a it's like a sort of like uh not like a slur, like it's a, not a swear but like a derogatory term, right? Oh, this guy's not a real republican, he's a he's a rhino, he's a republican in name only.
0: And they have copy cube Copy cube, which is weird because the fucking tree of life is—I shouldn't the say pathways. fucking tree—the the tree of life is two cubes put yeah. together. Trace the
1: pathway. Copy
0: cubes. You have two cubes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten spheres. Yeah. Okay. Ten spheres and copy cube. You got to be kidding me. That's synctastic, dude.
1: That's fucking amazing. Holy shit! And look, draw clock. Ten past eleven. That was the whole idea of that nine eleven was skipping ten, right? You, you right skip past ten from nine. You're skipping from nine to eleven. You're skipping. Dude, this is
0: pointing as fucking uh, the, the my pet goat.
1: Yeah. Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> well, That's this insane. this is the. This has got to be the cover image. Fuck my animal form idea. <coughs> oh, man. All right. On that note, I think my dinner is ready. Okay. Do your thing, man. Um, oh. <laughs> wow. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. That is fucking incredible. Lion, rhino, Cannel. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to give more thought to it. We'll, we'll, we'll. Oh, th- right above
1: the, right, well, Montreal Cognitive Assessment. So right above the cube, it says MOCA instead of MECCA. <laughs> You're
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 oh, they, so the MO is for Montreal, so they include the first two letters, is I that guess, it? I guess, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it should really just be EMCA. M- M-C-A. Anyway, M-C-A. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, no, so... Maybe they get sued by MCA, the production company. is not a thing. But anyway. <laughs> um,
1: so is it? Wow, that is fucking crazy. It's 10 spheres. It really is. I keep counting them over like it can't be.
0: Oh, yeah. MCA is Muslim Community Association. And Museum of Contemporary Art. And uh, is it? Oh, fuck. I thought it was a film thing. Isn't MCA a film thing? Maybe not. Maybe it's just music. Little classic. Okay, said so you gotta go, so I should let you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, man. Hey, it was great talking to you. Um, I'll throw this. I'll throw this. Together. Do you want to do? You wanna do... I'll tell you what. Do you do you want to make an an image? Do you want me to just kind of like throw something together and get this online and we can kind of talk? What do you want? What, what do you Where are you at?
0: Whatever's whatever's easiest, Alan. I, 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 basically, I just want to continue to pump these yeah. out and do them. Cool. I want to I want to include more people in the conversation, and uh, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm down to have have more dialogues because I think that it it helps. It helps in in processing. I like having a think tank, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, what's funny is I, uh, I mean, I I just set this room up, so like I, it's I don't know, I, I the 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 time is right, um, so I'm I'm down, um, I'm totally uh, I'm totally here for this, so we'll we'll make something happen.
0: Okay, cool. All right, man.
1: Yeah. Great the the talking. You. Have a great okay. night.